0: I-V-M
1: I-V-M Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and join us for today's chat.
0: Hello, this is Megha Bharti. I'm a research analyst at China Studies Program at the Takshil Institution. In today's episode of All Things Policy, we are discussing emerging technologies, uh, their military applications, and uh, with some special focus on quantum technologies. Uh, so, recently on February 23, uh, Defence Research and Development Organisation, that is DRDO, announced that DRDO and IIT Delhi have successfully demonstrated a quantum key distribution, that is QKD link, for a very first time in country. This was done between cities of Prayagraj and Bindi Achil in the state of Uttar Pradesh. So this marks the beginning of Indian military complex utilizing an emerging technology like quantum to enhance domestic defensive capabilities. To discuss more on this topic, we have Arjun Garkhais with us today. Arjun is a research analyst at the high-tech geopolitics program at the Dakshil institution. Welcome Arjun.
1: Hey Mega, good to be here. I mean, we always talk about tech a lot and I think uh, this is a very interesting and sobering uh, conversation on tech. So I think it'll be fun to talk about it.
0: Yeah, it is. Maybe we should have a separate program. Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, Arjun, tell us more about this announcement and a quick uh, intro to why this is important.
1: Yeah. So, as you said, right? This was this was an announcement made by the DRDO, but it kind of went under the radar. No pun intended. But the the whole concept was kind of uh, something that not many people can uh, grasp when they first read it, and so it did not gain a lot of headlines. But the thing was, this was the first ever kind of application of uh, something like uh, some emerging technology like quantum by the Indian military itself. So. uh, we know that uh, technology is going to play a major role in future conflicts and warfare capabilities. Uh, and uh, the Indian Army or the Indian military itself has kind of given a bunch of you know dedicated funds and uh, programs to develop uh, state-of-the-art uh, military technologies itself. So I think this was one of that. And uh, it was late last year that the Indian Army kind of set up a uh, special lab for quantum and AI. This was actually at the Military College of Telecommunication Engineering, MCET. It's at the um, military headquarters of war in indore Madhya Pradesh. So this was basically to uh, enhance the army's research in the field of quantum and to help in uh, leapfrogging into next generation communication and, you know, transforming whatever is the current system of encryption, cryptography used by the Indian armed forces to envelop quantum technologies and uh, make it kind of quantum cryptography. So this this uh, lab itself, there are like key areas which included are quantum computing, quantum key distribution, quantum communication, and quantum cryptography. So... When it was uh, established with the support of the National Security Council Secretariat, it kind of focused on these fields with respect to which they can kind of make military application. And quantum key distribution is one of the major secure communication tools which are available right now. So just, you know, briefly talking about QKDs or quantum key distributions, it's basically kind of protocol. It's a cryptographic protocol which involves the Physics behind quantum mechanics. It kind of enables two parties or like any two kind of uh, whoever is communicating between each other to share uh, to produce a shared random secret key, which is known only to them, and uh, that can be used to encrypt and decrypt messages. Now, the distance between the parties which are in communication actually does not matter, as long as you know they're both in the quantum entangled state as they proclaim. So this a specific announcement which is made by the DRDO kind of puts it like at a very you know good uh, distance between each other like the the distance between those two cities were about 100 kilometers and yet they managed to establish a UK link so this means that any communication which is taking place between those two cities or b- between uh, certain parts in those two cities can be uh, are using quantum metangle states and uh, can be secure enough to know that nothing can be decrypted without actually having the specific key, which is available only to those like whoever are involved in the communication. So, this kind of actually, as you said, like marks the first like specific application which can be used in the military for, mm-hmm. I mean, based off quantum photophysics of itself. So, it's, I, I guess, the Indian Army is finding new ways to use. These emerging technologies, especially with AI, quantum, and all coming up the last decade, and this is just a result of that. It is a very kind of landmark achievement in the sense that quantum itself is not very, very developed in in the country. It's still a developing field. The government actually kind of has allocated around eight thousand crores for the development of quantum tech in the country, which we have talked about before, and a military aspect to it it's something that was mentioned during the announcement. And I guess this is a first major achievement in that way. So,
0: yeah. Thank you so much, Sajjan. So uh, military applications of quantum technology are on the plate, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. I mean, uh, military uh, technology, I mean, military applications of quantum is something that has been discussed for a while. And uh, it, it kind of envelops a large field, right? So as I said, there is communication, there is a uh, computing. So there are the capabilities of using these specific principles of quantum tech for both offensive and defensive capabilities. So that way, like let's say for example, comms, right? Communication. So there is a high chance of using quantum computers itself to break encrypted systems and conduct unlawful surveillance. Like that is because the, the computing capacity of quantum computers is much, much greater and they can actually kind of break any modern encrypted systems. And there's also this whole concept of quantum satellite. China already released one in 2016. Now there is also that whole concept of using this quantum satellite to conduct unlawful surveillance and can be unauthorized access to crucial information. So in that way, and that way, that is why of uh, people are kind of now building defensive capabilities using the same technology and uh, quantum encryption, quantum cryptography, and the key distribution, which was recently announced, are all a result of the potential uh, military applications of using the quantum as an uh, you know offensive tool in warfare. So that that is something that we need to kind of keep in mind that it always starts with the. Offensive tools first, and then you kind of go and build the defensive capabilities to kind of contain that with respect to the same technology. Yeah, I mean nowadays we can see more or less of that happening.
0: So this is quite important, actually. I mean, you can see uh, why many countries are now trying to rush towards quantum. I mean, Australia is already very well known in this field, and. Uh, I mean, Quad countries uh, India declaration had this, uh, you know, mention of critical and emerging technologies. There was a U.S. agreement was with U.K. and also with of course Australia on development of quantum technologies. So, I mean, yeah, I can understand why countries would be looking into it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I just mentioned this, like Australia and U.S. are looking into this, but can you like elaborate a little more on what other countries are doing on this trend? and significance of this, for, particularly for
1: Indian military? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as you said, right, uh, there are a bunch of countries who are well-versed in the field itself and uh, they have gone ahead and kind of used their expertise in order to, to develop sort of uh, military applications and for strategic interests, to at least safeguard their strategic interests. Now, if you, uh, you, you mentioned about Australia. So, Australia has been currently working on developing quantum tech for military. And they have already deployed this kind of quantum tech in areas like there's something called the cryogenic sapphire oscillator, also called as the sapphire clock, uh, which uh, by the Australian military, it's kind of uh, used for improving the existing radar efficiency. This can be traced back to the application of quantum in sensing, right? So it uh, there is this whole concept of using this kind of technology for uh, in unmanned aerial vehicles UAVs and optimizing drone movement. So because we've we'll we've we'll been seeing a lot of these UAVs and drones and all being used by the military for conducting their operations and uh, now they're kind of equipped with these sensors quantum based sensors itself they kind of work on the principle of entangled photons and kind of detect the presence or absence of a target object so this also can be used to see that they have high accuracy compared to others so that is why some countries like the like australia have been using this and they potentially look at this as an alternative to military grade gps and stuff like that so The Australian army specifically released what is called as the army quantum tech roadmap, which explores the potential solutions across sensing, comms and computing that this quantum tech has to offer to the military in the run. If you look at others, I mean, Ukraine and uh, Russia is the hot topic of debate right now, but something interesting to note that uh, there were these comments made by the Russian President Vladimir Putin and his deputy prime minister who was in charge of the military industrial complex, Yuri Porisov, They kind of reiterated Russia's commitment to building state-of-the-art weapons system using principles of new areas of physics. So the new areas of physics is something that is again that can be interpreted in a lot of ways but this also comes at a time that uh, there has been movements and there has been advancements in the country in expertise like plasma and quantum physics to make improved uh, weaponry systems so yeah i mean those those countries and of course you cannot forget the united states government i mean the united states military expenditure was all of the rest i mean the rest of the other uh, co- countries and you can see that in their you know rates to use these technologies and build military applications itself so they have a spec. Under the U.S. military, there's something called as the Defense Science Board, DSP. They have also made an independent board within the Department of Defense, which focuses on quantum tech research as a special area. And this DSP or the Defense Science Board is kind of made up of top scientific advisors, which give direction to the military on scientific research of new weapons and technology and stuff like that. So in 2019 itself, the National Defense Authorization Act, It directed the Secretary of Defense to set up a quantum tech research and development program. This was to work with the private sector in the country and other government groups. It also mentioned that there has to be certain ethical guidelines for using this type of technology. This is the first we have come across any country which has mentioned the concept of ethics and where and when you can use these kind of technologies. So uh, the US has done that. And this shows how the U.S. Military and Defense Department are kind of actively involved in providing funds for research in the field and also the, involved in the framing of standards and best practices for using this kind of technology in warfare itself.
0: That was quite amazing. I mean, we can see that India has still a long way to go in the uh, development of cognitive technologies, research and also its applications. So, folks, on this note, we'll take a short break and uh, we'll see you soon. Hello, welcome to Athens Policy. I'm Meha Bharti and with me today I have Arjun Karkis. We are discussing emerging technology in their military applications with special focus on quantum technologies. So, as we discussed, that lot is happening on quantum technologies around the world, and uh, now India is also joining the fray. And uh, given that our, uh, you know, neighbor China has been making quite a stride on this front, I think it's appropriate time that India has joined the, you know, joined this rank of countries focusing on quantum.
1: Yeah, I mean, who could forget? China right like I omitted uh, China on the specific point that this would be uh, you should discuss it in more detail and I guess we should discuss the whole concept of China using these kind of emerging tech in their in building their military capabilities so yeah. yeah as you said China made great strides and leaps in quantum itself they are the current leaders in quantum communication and that's catching up to the U.S. in quantum computing. They have the two fastest computers in the world right now. It kind of beat Google's uh, psychomore. And they, yeah, the program, uh, the scientific and the military program in their country has grown and ballooned to a great extent. So there is this whole concept on the question of how and what they're doing in the field of quantum military tech. There have been reports on the development of quantum radar itself which is from a specific firm in China which is working with the military. This can have devastating consequences on stealth technology, right? So, our detection system such as quantum radar is kind of not only capable of determining every type of incoming enemy aircraft, but also the type of weapons being carried in the aircraft itself. So, this can be done at a very... Uh, Increased distance and uh, it, uh, whatever, you know, stealth and kind of military uh, operations you use can be uh, diminished due to the use of these uh, quantum radars itself. So if China claims to have that, then it can uh, significantly raise their quantum capabilities and not even just quantum capabilities, military capabilities in general. So uh, there is also been the development of a quantum submarine detector, which is kind of made up of extremely sensitive quantum sensors. These are called as, I mean, these are acronymized as quids. It's uh, superconducting quantum interference devices. This was reported by the Chinese National Academy of Science. This technology is basically capable of detecting any underwater submarine from long distances giving a huge advantage in the military domain itself. So if these reports actually hold, uh, hold true and if whatever they claim is actually real, then we might actually have to be prepared for the Chinese military gaining a immense advantage with future warfare capabilities because these emerging technologies kind of give a leg up to anyone who is using it at what definitely does to the Chinese military.
0: I really like the name Squid, you know. I mean it's like okay, this is a submarine and let's name Squid. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess PM Modi is not the only one who is very good at acrobatic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, China's been doing a lot of things in quantum for a while now. And I think one of the key person to kind of look into is Panjarme. He's Called uh, you know father of quantum science in China actually, and he has made uh, quite several breakthroughs. In fact, a lot of developments and you know China's achievements, which we mentioned in our podcast today, are uh, directly or indirectly result of Pan Jianvi's work. Pan Jianvi is is um, he's a physicist at University of Science and Technology in China, and he worked studied in I think Austria for Austria for a while, and then he came back. And join Chinese Academy on research in quantum. And, you know, under his guidance, China has made a lot of successful experiments. Like, first, this, in you know, a quantum sat- satellite, which you mentioned, it was also under Panjian Wei. Then this entanglement experiment from satellite to ground, that was, I think, at a, over thousand kilometer area, they achieved that. So that was also under Panjian Wei. And uh, this latest development, quantum computer which they built, Zhuangzi Two Point One, I think that was also uh, under the team which was uh, laid by Pan Jianwei. I think Zhongqi Two Point One is around. It's claimed to be at least around ten million times faster than Google Syncomore. So, and it is claimed that Syncomore, uh, like what it can do in two hundred seconds. In like merely 200 seconds a classical supercomputer can take out around 10000 years to compute i mean that's a that's you know this is very very noteworthy achievement and to imagine that all this has been done under guidance of like one person reminds me of you know our india's nuclear program Homi baba so yeah i mean china's developments i think uh, in quantum can all be dedicated to this one person
1: yeah i mean the dude has uh, kind of got China from from like a zero and nowhere in the field of quantum to being one of the leaders in quantum tech itself around the world. And it's not just the scientific aspect now, and it's more or less the military aspects as well. So uh, we should kind of hope for India itself to build on their competency in the field and come up with. New solutions and military solutions for uh, quantum tech, but let's see, no right? Uh, it because we are going into the age, the information age, and how and like you uh, you talked about mega in the previous episode, the warfare capabilities in an age like this is totally different and the normal uh, you know conventional warfare is going to be thrown out of the uh, window, and we're going to. Be looking at uh, weapons equipped with uh, different technologies and uh, using kind of different tech like cyber and electro warfare capabilities and stuff like that. So, this just comes under the ambit of all that. And I hope India kind of can catch up to a certain extent with the rest.
0: Yeah, I mean, along with quantum, the uh, as you mentioned, there are a lot of other technologies, and we'll probably need, or we'll probably also need this, you know, whole of a nation kind of approach, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, that's a topic for another episode, I guess. So that's it for today, folks. And this was a very interesting conversation. Thank you so much, Ajit, for joining us today, and thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in.
1: Thanks, Megha. Check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.